0: and welcome to On The Line. My name is Addison and I am an aspiring sports broadcaster here in Washington State. On this podcast, I interview D1 bound athletes, collegiate athletes, professional athletes, and those who are a part of different careers in athletics. My goal is to help my guests share their stories of being an athlete as well as their advice to you. Thank you so much for being here. New episodes go live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome back to On The Line. My name is Addison and today I'm here with basketball player Jaden Stevens out of Gonzaga Prep here in Washington State. So thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Of course.
0: I just want to shout this out. It is currently 9.24 to be specific. So uh, definitely this is the latest I've ever recorded. <laughs> so I apologize if I'm a little bit sleepy, but that's just what happens when we have such that's busy right. lives.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, first question I have for you today is when did you start playing basketball?
1: I think the first time I started playing like organized basketball, at least, was probably the third grade. I still live in California. So, yeah, it was a while ago.
0: And why did you get into basketball?
1: Um, I have two older brothers and they both played basketball. My, my oldest brother went and played basketball in Australia, so... It's just kind of in our head. Wow.
0: And yeah. I know you started when you were relatively young in California, but could you talk about the differences of basketball in California versus versus Washington?
1: I mean, a little bit. Um, I, I kind of, I didn't play a bunch of like competitive, super competitive basketball mm-hmm. when I was that young, but I mean, going back and i played tournaments in Sacramento where I grew up and i played in LA and everything. And, they definitely have a different um, like pace. They they go up and down the floor a lot. It's it's just fast dudes that go up and down. So, I mean, it's just they, they press you. They, they get up in your grill and play really good mm-hmm. defense and just try and turn the ball over.
0: So I'm sure coming from Washington, it is great to go to California and even other places, other states, because the style of play is so different from state to state. So you can get that experience for college mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm sure.
1: Yep. Yep, it's, it's amazing to be able to play AAU.
0: So this is your senior season, correct?
1: Yes, it is.
0: And how has it been so far?
1: It's been it's been pretty good. I mean, we didn't exactly get the start we wanted to, but mm-hmm. I feel like our chemistry on, on the court and off the court is really great this year. So we're kind of starting to turn things around. And I mean, LC beat us earlier in the season. It was a super close game. I think it will beat us by four. But I mean, coming back out tonight and just beating them and mm-hmm. having to be by like 15 was really good. So I feel like it's going pretty well.
0: Every athlete talks about their team. And I feel like everyone uses the word chemistry. So can you talk mm-hmm. about what that actually means, what that looks like and how you can really curate a team that has an important chemistry?
1: I mean, chemistry is just like, I mean, you know what the other guy's going to do. Mm-hmm. You guys are like on the same page I mean, you guys are obviously cool with each other. I mean, like everybody on my basketball team, I'm friends with, like, we're all cool off the court, too. So having that on-court chemistry where, like, you played with this dude, you know where he's going to throw the ball, you know where he's going to cut, you know, when he's going to come set a screen, Mm -hmm. like, that type of stuff is, like, the on-court chemistry. And then the off-court chemistry is just, like, it's great, too, because we're just all bros and we all hang out with each other every weekend, so.
0: Yeah, so you build that trust on and off
1: the court. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, for you specifically, what would you say has been going well for you this season?
1: Um, oh, well, this season, I mean, I'm scoring more than I ever have all high school, just because I'm kind of the guy on our team and I've been putting up a couple double doubles and my mm-hmm. rebounding has been going pretty well this year. I've been getting a lot more rebounds and just being more efficient as well.
0: You mentioned how you are the guy this year on your team. How do you get that status? where you're like the go-to guy, the one everyone trusts, um, how do you get to that position?
1: I mean, even that, that has, uh, has something to do with chemistry. It's just like trust. And I mean, I've played for coach McIntyre at G prep for four years now. And so he kind of trusts me the most, which is what you want in a coach is for a coach to trust you. And he trusts Mm -hmm. me and he knows I've been around the program for a while. So he trusts me and I mean, if there's any uh, time that we need a play or need a bucket, like it's drawn up for me just because it's just how it is this year.
0: So on the flip side, what are you hoping to improve on for the rest of the season?
1: For the rest of the season? I mean, I just want to improve just with my team as we get better and just string a couple wins together. I mean, for myself, I think I, think I could be scoring a little bit more, but... I mean, it just comes with time and it comes with the game and how you're feeling, but I think I could put a couple more points up a night and I'd probably be more happy if I did that.
0: Absolutely. Well, a little bit ago, you mentioned that you've been with this program for a while now. So how have you seen the program change in the past few years?
1: I mean, my, so my freshman year, that was the year I played with Anton Watson and like Liam Lloyd, if you know who those guys are. Mm -hmm. And, um, we were we were really good my freshman year. I made the I made yeah. the team. And we won we won state. And then I mean, just going to sophomore year where I'd actually broke my foot before the season, so I only got to play like three games that year. Going to that year, I mean, he's kind of stayed the same guy, but at the same time, it's just it's just it's kind of evolved with how basketball has been evolving. Like we have we have a bunch of six six dudes and six seven dudes that. Our guards now. So I mean, I guess it's just changed with basketball too.
0: Mm-hmm. So would you say that the changes in college and even the NBA also reflect on high school?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you have you have high school coaches that are looking up to these college coaches and adjusting to the way they play and trying to get their team to play that way. So I definitely think those both have an effect on it.
0: Interesting. Well, you mentioned your freshman year, I think. You guys went to state and won. So what was that experience yeah. like? And what did you learn from that?
1: Um, it was crazy, honestly. I mean, I think Anton was ranked top 50 in the nation at that time. So, I mean, being his backup, and just playing behind him and playing against him every day in practice definitely gave me some, like, insight, mm-hmm. uh, insights on how to stop some bigger guys and, or at least try to stop some bigger guys. He was he was pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, I mean – learning all that type of stuff. And it's just like that type of stuff, just learning how to play through it and all that type of stuff.
0: Talking about wins, what has been your most memorable win?
1: Oh, Definitely that state championship. I got to go with that one. Mm-hmm. After we beat Mount Sai in the state championship, that one for sure.
0: I'm just curious, what is it like coming back a season after you have just won state? Do you feel like there's more pressure
1: Whoa, yeah, way more pressure. I mean, that that next year with just me and Liam was, I mean, tough. I mean, you get ranked number mm-hmm. one on the preseason polls and stuff, and then everybody wants to come at you. I mean, it's it's tough, but, I mean, they did it in 2018 and 2019, the year before I got there, so I got that one done.
0: What do you think has made the Gonzaga prep program so successful?
1: Um. Well, Coach McIntyre is a really big stick win, really big believer in defense first.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I mean, just us being having all those defensive skills that we work on all the time, and being able to stop guys, and normally the teams are really like bonded together pretty well. So, I mean, I think he's pretty good at that and getting us all together. But, I so mean, he just puts a really big emphasis on defense. Yeah,
0: interesting. So, you just talked about your most memorable win. Now, Mm -hmm. what has been the toughest loss or the most memorable loss?
1: I think my most memorable loss would have to be my sophomore year. It was the first round of state in the playoffs or state championships. And we lost to Sumner by, I think, two. And it was just like a back and forth game. It was my first like real game back from after when I broke my foot.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I I was on restricted minutes. So, I mean, that one was tough to like sit there and only be able to go in every once in a while. That one was pretty tough. And then I think it ended with this dude. He had been hitting shots all game and he hit one in the deep corner. After I hit like a little jumper and put him up by two. And then we just came down and we couldn't get a shot off. So probably that one. That was definitely it.
0: The close losses I feel like are always the toughest because it's Mm -hmm. like you were there. Like you were right like you Mm -hmm. felt the win. It was like within your reach. So yeah, that must've been tough, especially because you were on those restricted minutes. So you probably felt like you could have made a bigger impact if you were at your full potential
1: way bigger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I would like to talk about the injury for a little bit. And, um, so was this an injury that resulted from basketball?
1: It was, it was, so we were playing in a fall league, preseason and I went up for a putback trying to tap it back in. And I came down and another kid, like I'd already twisted my ankle and I came down Mm -hmm. and the other kid that jumped to contest me came down like right on top of it. And so I think I had, I had a severe ankle sprain. I broke my fifth metatarsal in my foot and then I broke my uh, tibia or the smaller bone in your ankle three times.
0: And what was that moment like for you when you realized you wouldn't be playing basketball for a little while especially with this being the fall league and having to miss you know your high school season
1: or some of it it was it was it was tough I mean I came down and I kind of felt it and I kind of felt it pop so I was like this isn't good and then just like going to the ER after that and getting it all checked out is it was really rough it was I mean I love playing basketball and I love being out there on the court so having a doctor tell me I couldn't be out there for 8 to 12 weeks was tough.
0: For those who are injured right now and have to be sitting on the bench watching the rest of their team play, what advice do you have for them?
1: Um just don't just don't give up on it. I mean you can go work on your game other ways. It doesn't have to be like specifically on the field or on the court. Like you can go lift. I did a bunch of lifting when I was hurt and I lifted and I did I was in this big boot and I had to scoot around on a scooter. So I would just sit there and just stand on one leg and shoot free throws. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, just don't, just don't give up on your craft. I mean, you got to keep it fresh when you come out and you're able to play.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you just have to get more creative with how you do it.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, on a brighter note, statistically, what would you say is a good game for you?
1: Um... I mean, this year I've been averaging close to 20, so... I mean, probably like 20 and 10 for rebounds. I get a lot of rebounds just being six, seven and playing against smaller dudes sometimes, but uh, probably 20 and 10 is ideal.
0: I just got to ask, what is it like to be that height? Like <laughs> I, I just, I wish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good, especially when you're on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got like two or three inches on everybody else, but I mean when you're you're walking in smaller houses, you hit your head on like the the door frame, like when the lights are hanging super low, mm-hmm. that's the annoying parts. It's like when the lights are super low and you walk into those or yeah,
0: yeah, but definitely yeah. being a basketball player, I'm sure that uh you have a lot of advantages on the court
1: yep yep.
0: so are you interested in playing basketball beyond high school
1: i am i am i so- am i Go oh, ahead. go ahead. No, you're, you're perfectly fine. Go.
0: Um, I was just going to ask, how are you going to be approaching the recruitment process? And what has that been like for you so far?
1: I mean, I have an offer to Portland right now. I've been talking to a couple other schools, talking to Oregon State and mm-hmm. talking to uh, University of Idaho, San Francisco and like Portland State. And then, yeah. And then New Mexico State.
0: Wow. So, like,
1: I've been talking to a couple of those schools. Those are, like, the main ones, but, like, I've been talking to them, and that just kind of, like, started after mm-hmm. I played on the UYBL this summer, and it kind of just started after that, and you start getting phone calls and stuff, and you start texting with coaches, and they like to build up a relationship, so I've just been taking it kind of slow and seeing what happens. I'm still waiting for a couple more offers, so just trying to figure it out and take it slow and just enjoy the process. I mean, That's what I could tell anybody else that's getting Mm -hmm. recruited is like, enjoy the process. I mean, you're good enough to be recruited, everything like that. Just sit back and enjoy it and weigh your options.
0: Well, it's really crazy because you're still in high school and you've been playing the sport as a hobby. You've been playing it for fun and it's your passion, but now it's turning into more of a business. So Mm -hmm. what has that been like with having all these things already on your plate, school, your social life, basketball, but then also talking to college coaches. How have you been able to handle that?
1: Um, I too I've handled it pretty well. I mean, when you're talking to the coaches, they just kinda like they they work with you, they want to talk to you. They want to have uh, conversations with you. So like they kind of work around everything and they call you for fifteen minutes or something and mm-hmm. you just talk it out with them and but they make it pretty good where they, they work around your schedule.
0: I'm glad they better because again yeah. you're still in high school, so the most important <laughs> yeah. years of schooling, you know, and well, I fi- know, right? finals around the corner.
1: <laughs> oh, next week.
0: Oh gosh, not looking forward yeah. to those.
1: No, neither am I.
0: Well, what are you looking for in a college?
1: I mean, I kind of look for. I mean, you got to look for the place. You kind of look mm-hmm. for the division, but like most importantly, I kind of look at the coaching staff and like. I've been on a couple unofficial visits and I like to see how I gel with the coaching staffs. And I just want a coach that like believes in me and believes in like, because in high school I play a five, but like when I play in AAU, I play like a three and a two. So I'd like to play both of those in uh, college. So I kind of ask the coaches what they think they're going to play me and like where, but like, I think coaches is the most important answer. Like Mm -hmm. gotta be cool with them.
0: Well, definitely sounds like there are a lot of things to take into consideration, even more than Mm -hmm. the average Joe trying to go to college, but Mm -hmm. putting sports on top of that, that's just a whole nother aspect to think about.
1: It is. It is.
0: Well, good luck.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: So do you have any pre-game rituals or things you do before a game that I know some athletes have like superstitions?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, not in specific. I kind of just. I take about five minutes. This is kind of a pregame ritual. I take about five minutes where I I just put my headphones in and just like I just get myself like in in the right headspace, just like lock in and just like you forget about everything else and you just focus on the game and what you have to do. I think that's probably one of my pregame rituals. And then if you if you know the hum like the song, all, all my teammates and I we have our little pregame ritual where we get like mm-hmm. a circle and we start humming that out and Then we get hyped and then we run out uh, the doors and go play. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of one too.
0: Definitely. How do you approach playing a tough team or maybe a team where you're the underdog?
1: Um, we watch a lot of film at prep. So, I mean, watching film and then we go break it down in practice. So, when you're getting ready for a team like that, you kind of get in that mind space. Like you're the underdog. You got to go out and you got to go scratch out a win. Just, I mean, doing it in practice and like that type of stuff. So you're in that mindset all throughout the week before you play them. And then you go play them and you hope everything you did in practice and everything the coaches are telling you is right. And you guys go get a W.
0: Well, you we basically just answered another one of my questions, which was how important is film? So it sounds like I Gonzaga prep you guys really focus on film and that's really integral part to your success. So how do you break down the film? Because it's like reading a book. There's one thing to read the words, but there's, but it's another thing to read the words and understand it and be able to interpret it. Mm -hmm. So could you talk Mm -hmm. about that?
1: I mean, we just kind of break down film before we play a team. We take about 30 to 45 minutes and go sit in our little team room and we break down their offense We break down their defenses, like if they're going to be playing a zone, they're going to be pressing, they're just going to be man up or just manning up or kind of stuff like that. So, I mean, it gets broken down like that. And then normally your coach will have like a little game plan for you and like who you're going to be guarding, what he does. And he kind of points that stuff out in film too. So it's really important.
0: Watching film sounds like it is a really great way to gain an advantage on the court. But are there any other Mm. ways you can do that?
1: I mean, to get an advantage on the court, you got to put in work off it. So, I mean, just putting in work and just putting in work when nobody's watching Mm -hmm. is probably the biggest way to get an advantage on the court or just, just being smart, having some IQ.
0: Going off of that, what do you feel has helped you improve the most?
1: Definitely just those late nights of just like being in the gym by yourself mm-hmm. for two hours and just working on stuff. Like you go through game situations in your head, you go through stuff you need to work on, you, you, you use your moves in a game. And if that don't work, you go back to the drawing board. This, I mean, probably all those just like late nights where I got into the gym and just worked on my on my craft.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you say right now is the biggest thing you're trying to work on?
1: Um, I haven't shot a lot of threes this year, so I've been I've been in the gym a little bit extra, just like getting a bunch of shots up. And mm-hmm. I kind of play more in the low post for for high school, so it's hard to stretch it out a little bit. But probably that, just being able to knock it down when I when I get the ball out there.
0: Well, on the flip side, what would you say is your biggest strength on the court?
1: Uh just my probably my athleticism and my size. I mean, I'm six seven and I'm pretty quick for being that tall. And I also have a six nine, six I think it's almost six ten <laughs> wingspan. So like I mean that helps a lot being able to block shots, getting into the ball and just poking it out. It's like stuff like that.
0: Well, it's one thing to be six seven, but it's another to have that athleticism. So I I feel like that's a pretty rare thing to come across.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I mean, my mom is kind of, she She knows a little bit of basketball, so she'd always have the coaches put me out in, in like a guard position, even though I was pretty tall. So I kind of learned some of those guard skills when I was younger. Mm. So she was, she was smart for that, and that athleticism came with it. I mean, my, my I already told you about my other older brother. He played in Australia yeah. for a couple of years, and then my, my uh, other older brother, played D2 football. So it's kind of like runs in our family. We have a bunch of athleticism.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, can you talk about your brother who played in Australia and what you've learned from him?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Tyler, he's just like kind of punked me all my life. I mean, he's big brothered me like Mm -hmm. all big brothers do. So, I mean, I've learned a little bit from him and he actually came and lived with us for about six months last year. And so we'd be in the gym together, and he played He played the same position I want to play in college, which was a three, so he could stretch the floor out a little bit more. So just, like, seeing how he plays, even though he's kind of older and retired, just, like, seeing how he plays when we'd be in open runs at gyms and stuff, just kind of, like, trying to copy it or working out with him or stuff like that.
0: Well, it's perfect that he's playing the position – or he played the position that you want to play, so uh-huh. that he's able to really give you direct um, – advice
1: yeah yeah that that was nice
0: what have you found is the biggest struggle of being an athlete maybe something that people don't really realize
1: um i mean one of the biggest struggles is trying to like incorporate basketball with school Mm -hmm. trying to get all your schoolwork done before you go hoop or got to be thinking about that math quiz you had to take today while you're in practice. Like just like stuff like that. That's tough. I mean, you get a lot of slack if you lose games sometimes from just like random people that you yeah. don't even know you get a bunch of it. I mean, that's a, that's not a struggle, but that's, some. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it.
0: Well, I didn't realize until this year how mean certain student sections can be. <laughs> And the yeah. things that come out of their mouth, it's like, uh, no matter if you're the best player on the team or the worst player on oh the team, no. yeah, someone's always going to be talking smack to you.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: like, how are you able to tune that out?
1: I mean, honestly, like, when the adrenaline's pumping and you're in a game, like, I mean, at least for me, this is for me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like zone into the game, I'm like I'm focused on the game. I'm focused on what's yeah. happening. I mean, you hear it sometimes. You hear him chirping at you, and you just let your play go do the talking, and then normally it shuts them up.
0: Ooh, yeah, exactly. Like prove them wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, that normally works pretty well. They normally be quiet after after that.
0: So you mentioned earlier that you want to play in college, but specifically, mm-hmm. what are your hopes for the rest of your career?
1: I mean, I'm kind of taking it just, like, one step at a time. And I'm about to go play college basketball somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, like, I want to focus on that for right now and just focus on the next four years. And, I mean, if there's a chance I can go pro and go play in the NBA or go play overseas. I think overseas is one of my goals, kind of being able to go overseas and play and Mm -hmm. make good money just playing basketball. But, I mean, I want to make it professionally for sure.
0: Well, it's awesome that there is an opportunity to go overseas and I feel like that's just not just for the sport itself, but to just see a Mm -hmm. new, a new place in the world. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. And that sounds like a very awesome opportunity.
1: It is. It's cool.
0: Well, to wrap things up here, what has been the best piece of advice you have received?
1: Um, Let's see. Probably just, I've had I've had my coach Freddie Miller, he's been my AAU coach for a while until these last couple of years. And he just says, You gotta put in the work when nobody's watching. I mean, it's like all those people that post, like when they go to the gym and go work out, it's mm-hmm. like you're too if you're too busy to be posting about it, then why are you in there? Like you're in there to put in work and just trying to put in work when nobody sees you putting in work.
0: It's very interesting Probably. because that piece of advice i've heard from Mm -hmm. some of the top athletes i've interviewed Mm -hmm. and uh, i've heard it from lots of nba players nfl players and it's just yeah you know there are always going to be those kids those athletes who are constantly posting constantly showing off their work but like you're saying
1: Mm.
0: you know that can kind of bite you in the butt later
1: yeah. And it don't, it don't matter if you're putting in all that work and you can't show it on the court either. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well, last but not least, what advice would you give to young basketball players?
1: Ooh, probably just that same bit of advice. Just, I mean, stay in the gym, work on, work on your craft, like work on what you're good at and then put in work on what you're not good at mm-hmm. just to be more well-rounded. So, I mean, like, like I said, basketball has just been like changing. I mean, you have way more threes going up. You, you not know, got as much as a post game anymore, mid range game. So, I mean, just being well rounded and probably just be a good teammate. You can never go wrong being a good teammate.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jaden, for coming on the podcast today. I really of appreciate course. your time. Could thank you, you just for the shout out? Of course. Well, could you um, just shout out your Instagram so listeners can go check that out?
1: Yeah, my Instagram is jstevens 3
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again. And thank you to everyone listening. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of On The Line. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I upload a new episode with an inspiring new guest. Make sure to give the podcast a follow. If you're listening using Apple Podcasts, do not forget to rate and comment. You can follow On The Line on Instagram on underscore the underscore line underscore Addison to stay up to date with the podcast. Thank you.